Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Rare Find Voices podcast. This is your host, Robin Koenig, and I am so excited to talk about this topic today and what I I call it from layoff to better off. And basically, this is my story of experiencing something that many people have also been through and it's interesting when I get to chat with people about you know career experiences um, going through a layoff is unfortunately very common and also not the most fun thing in the world to be honest and so I wanted to share this story of my own experience because there are some things that I truly learned so much in that process and it's not something that I um I can say I did without being extremely thoughtful and very aware at that point in time in my career journey. Uh, actually, I've been through two layoffs um, over the course of 20-something years. And the first time that I went through it, not, not nearly as probably um, positive in my experience, mostly because I don't think I was at a place in my life where I could really look at it differently with a different perspective or step back away from it. And so that that was a, a really difficult experience for me. And, and actually, it was also when I was really dealing with a, a significant change in my life, going through a divorce and being a single mom. So there was a lot of fear associated with that. But ultimately, when I went through my most recent layoff, this was a few years ago, um, it was so different for me because I was able to look at it 
as essentially a way of showing me how good I really was at my job. And so, you know, without going into detail, basically I was at a, I was in a position of leadership and and really managing a lot of the uh, financial leadership at my at my job. And, you know, when the layoff occurred, it showed me a lot. It told me so much more than just kind of like the obvious. You know, the, the funny part, I mean, yes, the obvious part was I was good at numbers. That was for sure. And um, what I was able to do was really um, help kind of position or, or I guess um, share the landscape, the financial landscape of the organization where I was working and paint a very important clear picture of the financial future of the organization. And ultimately, you know, I, I kind of found, you know, what may have been affecting the organization and the solution was basically to eliminate jobs, right? And so, you know, interestingly enough, in the best interest of the organization, even as, you know, potentially painful as it was, I was one of those positions that ultimately needed to go. And so I, I tell this story now because, like I said, this was this was an experience that at that moment in my life, you know, a few years ago, I was able to see and believe so strongly that I had done something really good. And so, you know, yes, it definitely was a, a, a painful process just kind of like going through the situation of a layoff is always really difficult. But, you know, my husband always says things like, you know, pain is temporary and glory is forever, you know. And and I think about that mostly because I knew at that time that that pain of the experience and the disappointment and the frustration that that would ultimately subside and that how I felt and the pride that I had and the work that I had done to get, I guess, to that point was all really good stuff. You know, I, I, I use an analogy of like peeling away the layers of an onion, you know, or, or, you know, like the old skin revealing new skin, like, you know, you go to get a pedicure done and they use that like scrubby thing on your foot and it gets rid of all the dead skin, right? It's kind of gross, I guess, but it, it does, it reveals like a new skin, right? The other thing I thought of, you know, visually, cause I'm totally a visual person is when you, you know, when you go to a party, when I was a kid, okay, here's a story. When I was a kid, we'd go to a party and we'd play this game where you had this wrapped present and it was like 20 layers of wrapping paper, you know, like I remember my mom, you know, if it was for my birthday, we would spend, she would spend hours, you know, like kind of like putting layer after layer of different wrapping paper, you know, like giggling as she would do it. And like, we had tons of wrapping paper and she would, you know, perfectly scotch tape each little package and it would just keep wrapping, you know, another layer and another layer. And then at the party, you know, you would sit in a circle and turn on your music, you know, like there was no Alexa or it was probably like a 45 or something like that, you know, music. And then while it was playing, you would pass the package around. And when it stopped on you, it was your turn to peel off the layer of wrapping paper, right? And I remember being so excited about it because you knew at some point, like it would finally reveal whatever that gift was on the inside, right? 
And so I think about that and maybe, you know, you might be thinking this lady's crazy, but that's what I think about when I think about how, you know, getting to the position where I was leading a team of people, looking at some really important information and understanding it to the point and sharing it to the point where decision makers had to actually decide that I had done such a good job at sharing this that they knew exactly what to do. And it did cost me my job. It absolutely did. So what I want to share here is that if you're able to get yourself to a place in your life where you are able to adapt to change, even when it's unexpected, you will be okay. You will be better than okay. You will be better off. And this is not just, you know, due to, you know, like change from a a job change, a career change, you know, it could be a relationship change. It could be, um, you know, having to move. I mean, all of those experiences, if you're able to adapt to change, even when it's unexpected, you will be better off. And so, you know, one of the ways to do this is to see the opportunity beyond the challenge, right? Like there's a challenge in front of you. It still exists, right? The challenge was I needed a new job, you know, I was, you know, unexpectedly put into a position of uh, having to seek a new job or a new career. And so, you know, when you think about like the challenge is still there, but it's like a short person in the movies. Like you can still see over them. You can still see the visual, the movie, the film, but there's still something in front of you. And so it's about creating a whole new lens, right? So when when I was able to develop that new lens, the opportunity was so much more clear. And there were three really significant opportunities that I was able to better understand. You know, after of course, going through a process of dealing with the unexpected change, right? There's still a process. But once you start to really work, I mean, I'm talking about intentionally work to adapt to change when it's unexpected, then the opportunities become more clear and you see them faster. You see them a lot faster. So there were three opportunities that I was able to see more clearly, I would say. One is... Now, I was able to have the time and the space to do what I loved. And I remember so vividly stepping back and saying, I don't want to just go get another job. I, I don't want to just do that for the sake of doing it. Like I really wanted to understand and tap into what I loved doing. And now the opportunity was in front of me, you know, like, okay, better get on it. Because now the doors are opening as wide as possible. You know, what do I want to do? How do I want to step through those doors? And so that was the very first opportunity that I was able to see is like, I now have the time and the space to do what I love, which was helping people, guiding people, helping them navigate through tough stuff. You know, this is tough stuff. I've been there. Now the doors are opening wide for me to say, I can help you too. That was the first significant opportunity. The second, the second one that I was able to better understand about myself was that 
I was still going to have connection with people, but on my own terms. So what this kind of meant was I could develop my relationships and I could energetically, you know, um, connect with people in the way that I wanted to, that wasn't required necessarily. That wasn't, um, you know, kind of, I wasn't told how to do that. It was, how do I want to do that? And again, you know, the, this might not resonate with you. And maybe this is something that you don't have a, you know, um, a problem doing in your current situation, your current job or what have you. But, you know, what I was able to understand better was that I loved connecting with people. And now I could do it in, in the way that I wanted to do it, that would support my values, that would support my interests um, in, in, you know, in combination with the opportunity to do what I loved, right? So those two things kind of went hand in hand. But again, it was something that really opened up for me, right? It was another layer of the onion that I was like, wow, I love connecting with people, but how I want to do that now is up to me. And so that was really important for me to understand. And then the third piece was I was really able to tell myself that I mattered, I mattered more. And, and I'm trying to explain this. I guess I would say it's like I would develop this radical, unconditional self-love because I think the most significant part was that I could have really gone into a, uh, you know, a vortex of shame, of, you know, disappointment, of blame and like really spiraled. And, and I had experienced that the first time that I went through a layoff, which was, you know, 15 years ago. Um, and it was such a different experience for me to be able to remind myself that I was important. I was so important that I needed to really pursue myself with an unconditional self-love and remind myself of how good I was at, you know, at my gifts and, and how I could do basically whatever I wanted. And I had to like turn that volume up, right? I had to like amp that up and it was a big opportunity to do that and not, not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? And to do that in such a way that it kept motivating me, like it kept pushing me forward, right? Without, you know, this feeling of like, oh, you know, I'm being selfish, right? That I'm, I'm really putting an intentional work and force into, you know, that unconditional self-love. And so one of the ways I did that, so I want to, I'm sorry, I'm like digressing into other things, but I wanted to, you know, kind of share with you, like one of the ways I did this was, you know, I'm a nerd, so don't laugh at me, but I was able to like make what I call like a high five list, right? So these are the things that when you do them really well, you basically can give yourself a pat on the back, like a virtual high five. And like, you're able to see how much you love to do these things and ultimately do them really well. Right. So again, you kind of look at it where when you do these things, then other people 
are able to see how much you love to do that. And then ultimately at the end of the day, like you're doing them so well. So I call this like a, like a, it's like a circle that keeps going around and you continually can focus on these things and create intentionality around these things. And when you're doing them and you're loving them and other people around you are seeing like you love them, then you're basically like, you're just showcasing it in a way that's so genuine and so authentic. So I want to give you an example. Okay. So mine all start with F's, right? So when you create this list, it's like, you know, call it your high five list, call it your joy list. Okay. These are things that you love. And when you do them, other people see how much you love them. You love doing them. You love having this be a significant part of your life. So mine on my list, I've got food, right? I've got family. I have fitness. I have fun. You know, I have like future planning, you know, things like finances or being curious. So, you know, when you start to understand these things and gravitate yourself towards these things, then again, you're just, it's all about opening up our opportunities. And so what I did was I developed a method, right? A method to my madness (laughs) where I've taken it kind of a step further. And this was a new tool that I started to develop as I was working with some of my coaching clients and I call it the 531 method. Okay. So I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to try to do my best, but it's, it's, you know, a little bit hard to explain, like without a whiteboard, which by the way, that's like the coolest thing ever invented. I love whiteboards, but I'm going to try to explain it, but it is kind of a visual thing. So if you are interested in, you know, kind of having this visual for yourself, I am so excited. Just go ahead and just text me the word possible. Okay. Text the word possible to 31996. Okay. This is your way of reaching out to me and getting a copy, a free download of this visual for yourself, because I want to be able to share this with you in a more tangible way. So that is something, a gift from me to you. Just go ahead and text the word possible to 31996, the number 31996. Okay. So basically back to what I was saying, I have this approach. It's called the 531 method. Okay. But imagine like five concentric circles, like the Olympic rings. Okay. And they overlap, right? There's intersections of these rings. And essentially what that is, if you go ahead and you take those things I was talking about, those joys, those things that are so like you just love to do or love to have, you know, in your life, put those things in those rings. And as they intersect, right, those overlaps, those are the areas of possibility that exist to combine the things that you love and create more of those opportunities. Okay, this is about opening up those opportunities and possibilities to stay aligned and stay focused on the things that you love. So instead of like compartmentalizing everything, right? Going back to my motto, which is about, you know, you're one person with one life, right? You don't have a social life, a business life, a professional life, sorry, a personal life, you know, family life. Like you have one life. And when you focus on the things in your life, which could be 
in various environments, right? It could be in a work environment. It could be in a home environment or a social environment with different people, but it's your life, one life. And when you focus in on those things, you are going to create more joy within those areas and those people and the activities that you love, right? Like a layer cake, right? So if you take those five rings and you fill them with the things that you love, then there's intersections and you can look at all the great ways that you can expand on your joy. If you're combining, for example, you know, uh, family and fitness, right? For me, where those rings intersect are opportunities for me to, you know, do a, a workout with my kids, you know, or go for a walk with my husband, right? Those are the opportunities to take those two rings and intersect them and create more opportunities for more joy. Okay. That's the, the, the three part is your opportunity to say out of all those five, how can you, the five rings that you have, those are the, the joys, those are the things that you love. Then the three is about, you know, making that list, those three, um, opportunities, possibilities that you can create by combining those things. And then the one is just one action. What is just one action that you can take out of those ideas that come from the things that you love? Okay. So again, I know that's a lot to try and understand in this. That's why I I would love for you to please go ahead and just send that word possible and text it to me at 31996 because then I can send you this great download. You can work on this. And then if you have more questions, you can reach out to me directly. You can send me a DM on Instagram at rarefind underscore love. So um, that's what I wanted to share with you. So I want to kind of bring this back, right? So if you take this method and you take this opportunity, this is going to allow you to really just like hone in on the layers and the, you know, the things that you're starting to learn when you go through this unexpected you know, change this adaptation. This is something that I was able to really tap into, align with and understand as I was going through that layoff and getting myself to a much better place. Because the coolest part is stepping back from this process and seeing the gold, right? Those are the nuggets of what you're able to learn. Like for me, I was able to really like see things differently, even when it was hard or maybe when I didn't want to see it differently. But instead of sitting in that anger or the frustration or that disappointment, you know, those are all valid feelings, but that catabolic energy is heavy and it's dark and it will pull, pull on you. I mean, it will pull you down as long as you allow it. It absolutely will. And so I was able to look at what this challenge was shining a light on. You know, what was the light now, you know, like lighting up the room for me to see during that dark moment? And if I didn't look up, I would never have seen it. You know, like look up, my friends, like look up. There is a light being shown on something really special and you need to have your eyes wide open. You know, you need to be listening, you know, hearing it from others, 
seeing things in order to grow and to learn and evolve and just keep going. Okay. So uh, just a couple of quick reminders when, you know, going back to this, if you're going through a layoff, you're going through a job transition, you know, that is a really difficult thing. I know it's not always easy. Like I really do. But a couple of quick reminders. One, it's just, not, it's not you, right? It's not you, it's them. And you can move past it. You can. And the second thing is just don't dwell on it. You know, remind yourself that there is opportunity there. Don't dwell on it. Move yourself past, right? Move yourself through to whatever the next step, the next opportunity is. You know, seek out the light. Seek out the opportunity that is being shown here. And then the third reminder is, you know, really, really try to release the anger because it's there. It exists. It will definitely come up, but the anger will sabotage your ability to embrace opportunity. And so the sooner you recognize that and you realize that it's time to move past that, you know, release it, find an outlet, find a way to do that, you know, energetically get yourself, you know, Uh, you know, a friend that you can share it with, get to get it out there and validate your feelings, you know, or, you know, maybe it's a physical movement. For me, it was, you know, fitness, (laughs) going back to the gym and giving myself, um, you know, a release, a physical release that was, I was able to really, you know, move past the anger or when I was getting to those moments of anger, like a really good workout really helped. So (laughs) figure out what it is that will allow you to release that anger and, and embrace the opportunities. And so, you know, I, I hope that, you know, this, this idea around going from, you know, a place of difficulty to a place of opportunity that, you know, this resonates with some of you and know that, you know, we've all been there and perhaps maybe not in this layoff situation, but, You know, this is definitely for me a story that, you know, really told me so much more about myself. And, you know, going back to what I shared with you in the very beginning, like it really did show me how good I was at so many things. And in fact, helped me see even more so, you know, what those gifts were and what I wanted to really embrace and shine even brighter to help other people. So, Thank you so much for listening and go ahead and subscribe if you have not done so already or share this with somebody else that maybe, maybe this is something that they just really truly need to hear. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me online at Robin Koenig, that's Robin with a Y and Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G.com. Go ahead and send me an email, hello at robinkoenig.com or you can find me on Instagram at rarefind underscore love. So those are all ways that you can reach out to me and I truly appreciate your time. And if you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to send me a message and I look forward to hearing from you. And thank you again and have an absolutely wonderful night with love and laughter. Take care.